This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 97 of the Animaniacast. My agent? You mean Manny? I thought he died. You said it was your career that died. Sounds like Manny. What's he got for me? A network show. On the WB? No, a real network show. Now there's your comedy. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series, episode by episode. We talk about all the cultural references and all the gags and, well, at least all the ones we feel like talking about. And then in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Oh, do you mind if I sit over there? I, what? what okay. No, you no, don't. Uh, stop uh, it. Neither. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell, Nathan's here in the same room with me. <laughs> <laughs> but joining us across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello, Kelly. Well, we're 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 recording this uh, this episode in my old bedroom, my parents' house. This is so weird. After the holidays, you know, all these all these things going on, and Nathan's still here, or he's uh, back and forth anyway. Yeah. You can't get you can't go away, Nathan. I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So you say. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he he's here once again. Uh, so that's it's like it's like old times. Like Nathan and I are here, and then well, Kelly's still in Georgia. So. Yeah, just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> just like old times. Well, today we are talking about episode ninety-seven of Animaniacs, and it features the segments the carpool and the sunshine squirrels. And, uh, yeah, if someone were to ask you about this episode in a few words, uh, what would you tell them? Uh, let's start with you, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I I never want to ride in the car with the Warners. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. <laughs> that goes without saying. I, I Yeah, I would not want to carpool with these guys. First, of, first you take them to their little kids, and now they're carpooling all of a sudden. Anyway, Nathan, what do you think about it? Uh, I would never want to co-star with Slappy the Squirrel on a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get into our discussion of today's episode, uh, let's go ahead and talk about, well, last week's episode. We had the Good Feathers reunion episode. (sighs) Wow, there's a crowd cheering. Wow, that's weird. (laughs) How did they get in here? Well, it was... (laughs) It was quite something else. And if you, for some weird reason, haven't listened to that episode yet, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that episode's going to be a lot better than this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, our last episode uh, was uh, just, you know, really a lot of fun to put out there. And and, uh, we got a lot of great feedback. And we also want to make sure that everybody knows that there's a contest as well that you should be aware of. And Kelly, why don't you tell us, what is this contest all about? Well, the prize, which is the best part, is you get this really awesome QMX figure of the Good Feathers. 
and it's signed. Who is it signed by, Joey? It's signed by Maurice LaMarche, Chick Venera, John Mariano, and Tom Ruger. So this is like, I don't know, like... I don't know how much the value of this would be, but it's got to be... At least $20. At least 20 bucks, because the figure itself is like $20, $30. So you got to figure, putting on those signatures, it's got to be like at least worth like 35 or something, right? Maybe? Yeah, at least 20 No, this is an no. incredibly valuable thing, obviously, <laughs> because these gentlemen had not been together in the same room for over 20, 21 years. So mm-hmm. this is really... Uh, quite a quite a great collectible for any Animaniacs fan out there. So, Nathan, tell us, what do we have to do if somebody out there wants to win this? Oh, man, it's super easy. All you have to do is go on to iTunes and give uh, this podcast, the Animaniacast, a five-star rating and a little comment saying, I love you guys. <laughs> something, something, along like those, yeah, something along <laughs> those lines. And then they will be able to be in the contest. And that'll be at the end of this month. We'll find someone so we'll announce it probably first week of february yeah yeah or, or at the end of january whatever comes yeah first. something right in that area so you make <laughs> sure you get it in soon <laughs> i don't have a calendar in front of me so i don't know exa- yeah. exact release schedule whatever the closest get, sunday is to gotta the, get it in before the end of january yes it might be too late by then get it, get it in <laughs> as soon as possible essentially um and you know some of our uh our recent reviews i want to make sure i review or at least I read some of the reviews from uh, some of our longer listeners. Uh, one of them is uh, Curtis Findlay, who gave us a five-star review. He said, This is not only the best Animaniacs podcast out there, but it is actually the only Animaniacs podcast out there. Entertaining and educational reviews, plus many conversations with Tom Ruger and many writers and voice actors. Top quality stuff. And then he says, Bring back Mr. Announcer. Um, we'll see about that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of him myself. <laughs> I love him. I would love him to come back, but... <laughs> well, we'll see what, what, what happens with that. Anyway, the the other review that we got recently was from another longtime listener, and that's from Malik, uh, who's the cartoon gamer, of course. So these are two of our Canadian listeners. Malik says, Fabulous, or I'm sorry, Fabulous. Aha. A great listen for anyone who considers themselves a fan of the Animaniacs. Nathan, Joey, and Kelly take a thorough look at each episode going over their favorite jokes, eventful events that took place during said episode's premiere, and even take a look at other media like the comics. Their passion for this series has even netted them guest stars, ranging from voice actors to writers and the series creator himself all wrapped up in a nice, digestible, hour-long ride every time. What's not to love? I ask you people. I don't know. <laughs> well, we don't want them to answer that. No, don't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can come up with, a, with many things with not to love, but we're, we're not coming up with that. So leave your five-star positive review and rating over there on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It's very easy if you have an iPhone. It's a little harder if you don't. You have to go like download the iTunes app on your computer and and do that. But you can still, hey, it's doable and it's worth the figure for it's sure. It's definitely worth be... the figure. <laughs> it's definitely worth it, and I mean, we do appreciate it very much because it does help out our podcast quite a bit with visibility, so that other people can see this podcast as well. Shut up! That's John Mariano. He's the voice of Bobby from The Good Feathers. And you're listening to the Animaniacast. 
Uh, will you untie me now? Shh, call it. I'm listening to the program. Well, before we get into our discussion for today, Nathan, tell us, when did this episode first premiere? Oh, boy. Okay, you may remember this day, because it was a February day. It was in 1998. It was a Saturday. Nothing? No. All right, well, it was February 21st, 1998, (laughs) and it was, of course, just one week after the release of The Wedding Singer. Okay. Sphere. All right. The Borrowers. Uh, I, I know of it. The, I know, like I the littles. It. Um, it was two days after the release of Gex. Enter the Gecko for N64 and PS1. We never got it, but no. it's a game. Um, and it was just three <laughs> days before Elton John was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II. Well, there you go. So now you remember that day. I remember Fear. It, yeah. it was a much better book than movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I... I I liked the book quite a bit. It was kind of like a nice creepy thing. And then I went and saw that. And I honestly don't remember much from the movie other than. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Well, oh, there was a sphere in it. There was a sphere. There was <laughs> jellyfish. There was Dustin Hoffman, a sphere, and Queen Latifah. Wasn't Sharon Stone in it? Oh, yeah. I guess Sharon Stone was in it, too. Back when I Sharon Stone was so. like, she could pull an audience in or something. For <laughs> I just remember lots of jellyfish. Yeah, a lot of jellyfish. Don't yeah, watch out for jellyfish when you're Queen Latifah. That's all I have to say. Uh, but it's a, it's a decent movie. But yeah, definitely not. I mean, Wedding Singer. That's definitely become a kind of a classic. Yeah, that's over the years. my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right. So some some nice movies came out at that time. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of today's episode. Before we get into our discussion, of course, we have to talk about our favorite segment, of course. Newsreel of the stars. No comment. <laughs> newsreel of the stars. Yeah, newsreel of the stars was there, and uh, you know, you know, that's uh, you know right away they didn't have much to do. It's a great way to fill time on these uh, these episodes. I really wish they they had the time or the budget or something to do. I don't know something a chicken boo or. <laughs> Something else, right? Yeah. Good idea, bad idea would be fun. I think by this time, everybody... At at the time that this episode finally showed in 1998, we're in the last few episodes of Animaniacs. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody (laughs) knows who the Animaniacs, who the Warners are at this point. But I'm sure that this was probably cut out in reruns and everything and just... I'm, I'm sure more like commercials. Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, I'm sure, appreciated. Ooh, we can just run more commercials now. Yay. Uh, well... Let's go ahead and get into our real discussion, though. The first one is the carpool. And the carpool was written by Nick Dubois and Randy Rogel. It was directed by Stephen Lewis. Nathan, tell us what happens here in the carpool. All right, well, we got a return of our favorite three trio here. It's Ed, Phil, and Jan. Uh, they're driving <laughs> to go on a carpool to pick up the Warners. Morning, Phil. Morning, Jen. Morning, Ed. Um, anybody know the new carpoolers? No, we're supposed to pick them up in front of a water tower. It's around the corner. Sorry about that. Hi, Ed. Oops, coming through. Hey, how's the missus, Phil? Look out. Oh, pardon me. Good to see you guys. But, you know, the Warners, they're not great in a carpool, apparently. 
Uh, Ed's in the back seat, and he is getting climbed over. Uh, he's trying to read his newspaper. The Warners keep taking it from him. And then they start playing with the seatbelts and tie him all up. Um, he gets so frustrated, he throws the Warners in the front seat and has Jan come to the back with him. You know, Ed and Jan, classic Ed and Jan going on. <laughs> Jan, get in the back with me. Oh, for goodness sake, Ed, don't have a hissy fit. Hello, business lady nurse. Let's go. But then the uh, we got Yakko and Dot in the front seat, and they're pushing the seat back, and... Oh, it's there's no leg room anymore. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, this is neat. What's this button do? Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, that's a lot better. Would you look at all the leg room? He's gonna switch again. Now he's in the front seat, and uh, we got Jan in the back with Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. You're, you're picturing it good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they uh start messing around they start playing tag i think they probably do stuff before this too but they they start playing tag because they're like oh we could play a game that's fine um but things get really ruckus and they you know they cover up bill's eyes with the hat which is super dangerous kids don't do this no um i didn't think this was very funny because i'm like they're all going to get in a car accident this is terrible um so phil gets really frustrated he says guys no more playing back there Someone keeps honking the horn. He gets out and says, stop honking. I'm going to beat you up. And it's a cop. So he gets thrown in jail. Luckily, uh, Jan and Ed have enough money to bail him out. Um, and then they finally get to work. And it turns out the Warners aren't even going to work. They just went. They just wanted free ice cream because that's the incentive that you get for carpooling. And they're going to come back and pick up Ed, Phil, and Jan later. Uh, and they're going to be driving. So they're, it's going to be really scary there. <laughs> And you can relax on the way home. It's our turn to drive. Yeah, I, I'm surprised after all that they, you know, there was still time to actually work at the end of the day. It seemed like, right? especially going to jail. Oh yeah, that would tie up most of your day, I would think. But and the whole I forgot the yeah, uh, Wacko has a whole incident of yes. getting car sick, throwing up on the seat, and have to go to the car wash and clean it. Oh, it's yeah, that was that was perhaps the funniest part. Yeah, of it was probably episode. funny, and I forgot about it. I have to go to the party. Why did you go before you got in the car? I did. And you have to go again? No. Then what's the problem? I'm gonna be car sick. <laughs> Hurry up, get out! Never mind, it's okay now. Are you sure? Yep. You're not gonna throw up in the car? No. How do you know? Because I already did. Did he get it on the carpet? Mm, no, just your seat. You know, how could you forget the know. funniest part? <sighs> I was gonna say, Nathan. <laughs> well,. <laughs> When it comes to, you know, cultural references and stuff, there's not really much other than, uh, Kelly, did you see who voiced the uh, the role of Ed in this episode? No, I did not. It is, I got Stuart Pankin, I believe that's, a, or Pankin, uh, either way you pronounce his name, he's uh, the voice of Earl Sinclair on Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. I, I remember the dinosaurs. Not the mama. <laughs> I don't know that 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 show. I remember liking it, but not 
loving it as a kid. Like it's one of those shows I remember watching because it's enjoyable, but it looked cool, but yeah. it wasn't necessarily a good show. I don't know what to say about dinosaurs. It had a really depressing series finale. It really, really did. I don't know if I ever actually saw it, but it's always like it's famous for its. I feel like we've had this conversation already. Probably, but like that's what it, that's what the show is known for. It's that. Yeah, it's known for it's known for that, and have, yeah, it's known for not the mama and depressing ending where everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the dinosaurs. You kind of knew how it was gonna end. Well, yeah, yeah, still, they didn't have to show it. <laughs> That'd be like Titanic without the ship sinking. Well, yeah. yeah, but then Flintstones didn't end that show with like they're cavemen, so they're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I remember dinosaurs. The whole show had a very weird vibe to it, where it was always kind of like it was it was funny, but not funny at the same time. It was such a weird. It was a weird show. I, well, I just felt it. like it was The Simpsons as dinosaurs. Yeah, like the, even the the caricatures of them seemed yeah. Similar. They looked like it was a Bart character yeah. and a Lisa character, mm-hmm. and they both kind of they were just older, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, mm. that's dinosaur. So yeah, a little Earl Sinclair, uh, you know, connection right there. The actor himself, actually, I think he was he's been in quite a few things. Uh, I want to say he was in um, like one of the 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 Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies. I think the third one or something like that. And he was Honey in I a, Shrunk Ourselves. Hun, yeah, Honey I Shrunk Ourselves. I think it was the third one. Wasn't that's it? the third one. Yeah. And then he was like in a show, not ne- not necessarily the news, which I remember watching in the eighties as a little kid. Uh, so a show that I probably shouldn't have been watching, but it was kind of like the Daily Show. Um, <laughs> back in the back in the eighties. Anyway, so that that was something kind of cool. You know, when it comes to references, that's pretty much it. So, what are some of the gags? We already talked about the throw-up part, but Kelly, was there anything else in this uh, that you thought was particularly amusing? I thought it was funny. He was trying, the guy in the back, he was trying to read the paper, and they like, oh, are you finished with the entertainment section? They took all the different parts of the newspaper, and then when he finally got it back, Dot had clipped out the coupons. Yeah. So, there were all these holes in it, and then... He crumbled it up, and Yakko, um, I'm sorry, Wacko said, uh, "Are you going to eat that?" He's like, "No, why would I eat that?" And he's like, "Well, I'll eat, I'll eat it." He's like, "Why would you eat that?" <laughs> Are you going to eat that, Ed? What? No. May I? No. Why would you eat it? It's just my own special way of recycling. So, I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah, it, it did remind me quite a bit, a little bit of just driving with kids in the car to begin with mm-hmm. and no seatbelts. Do you notice when they were like, you know, driving all crazy with, cause, uh, what's his face? Was it, what was the third? Was it, wasn't Ned or Ed or what it was? It was Ed, Phil and Jan. Phil. So when I they can't put believe the thing you don't over, remember this, <laughs> these classic <laughs> characters of Ed, Phil and Jan, but when Phil had the hat on his head and he's all swerving around the place and they're just kind of like flying back and forth in the seats and yeah. I was like, hey, where's your seatbelts? I think Phil should have waited to start driving until he, everyone had their seatbelt on. <laughs> there you go. You know. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a pretty decent uh, cartoon though, right? I mean, it had a, it did have a, a, a slightly amusing uh, goodnight everybody joke with uh, pick your seats. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to do that on TV? <laughs> Um, the Ted Turner joke, uh, where yes. Wacko's laughing at the newspaper, and it's just a picture of Ted Turner. Yeah. And then I like when Yakko comes over and starts laughing, too. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know there was there was there was good stuff in it. It was a, uh, it wasn't the best up the uh, you know one that we've seen, but really it's the last time that the Warners are kind of doing their thing. Yeah, it's the last time we see Ed Phil and Jan for sure. <laughs> yes, um, Jan, by the way, you know looked very familiar. She's been she's come up a couple times in the yeah. series as various background characters. She's she played the. Uh, Tough Moich, Mish Moichner, whatever her name was in in uh, in La La La, uh-huh. yeah. So you know she's and, and she even kind of looks like uh, like the secretary to Mister Plotz a little bit, yeah. doesn't she? I don't know. So she just maybe she has twins or triplets in the, in Burbank. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, any other uh, things we want to say about this um, first part? I don't like that Ed had to pay for the car washing, like on. Uh, Phil's car. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, it was Wacko's fault, but Ed's paying. And... Well, they they don't have any pants, so they can't pay. Well, actually, Yakko has well, pants. Never mind. I would think Phil would buy it, but I guess Phil's driving. I don't know. It's <laughs> Phil's car. He would want. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I felt bad for Ed, kind of in this whole I, thing. I felt kind of bad for all three of the the adults in this, but yeah. whatever. That's why I never carpool. <laughs> tuned for these words from our lovely sponsor. Way to kiss up, Doc. According to legend, General Grievous was known to boast of the number of lightsabers he had acquired from the bodies of his slain Jedi enemies. Grievous was the first in a long tradition of collectors of rare items. A tradition that continues to this day on the Retro Zap podcast known as the Dork Lair. Dork Lair. The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Swar and Shaz Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on RetroZap.com. Part of the RetroZap Network. Now at McDonald's, the Animaniacs are back. And we're wackier than ever. We really shouldn't be such strangers. That's right. Let me extend my greetings. Now you can get a break and your kids get their favorite characters with the Animaniacs Hamburger Happy Meal for just $1.99. You can bend them, push them, squish them, or stretch them. Wait a minute. Is that enough contract? One with each Happy Meal you buy your kids, just $1.99. I'm stuffed. I couldn't eat another hamburger. Now that's a stretch. Have you had your break today? Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment then, and it is called The Sunshine Squirrels. Hi, this is Sherry Stoner, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. And The Sunshine Squirrels was written by Kevin Hopps, and it was directed by Russell Calabrese and Stephen Lewis. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in The Sunshine Squirrels? Skippy informs Slappy that uh, he's got some news for her, and um, he puts all of her explosives in the closet, and she wants to know why, and he tells her that he doesn't want her doing anything rash when she finds out what the news is. So why are you hiding all my explosives in the closet? I didn't want you to do anything drastic. And why would I? She asked as if she cared. 
Well, you see, the network wants you to perform the restaurant sketch with your old partner, Susie Squirrel. I don't work with partners. I'm a single. I've always been a single. Now, everyone knows you paired up with Susie in a few films in the 30s. Jack Warner made me do it. The films were very popular. It was a disaster. Slappy's not very excited about this because she apparently doesn't like Susie Squirrel. And um, then Susie shows up, and we find out why, because Susie's pretty awful. So, how you doing, Slapster? Manny told me things haven't been easy for you since we split up. Oh, I can see by the looks of this dump he was being too kind. First of all, Susie, those cheeks you were pinching belong to my nephew, Skippy. Second, if you weren't so vain, you'd wear glasses so you could see this ain't no dump. She's just not a nice person, and, you know, Slappy's, she's got her own peculiarities, but I... She's sort of endearing, too. We love Slappy. But uh, Susie, mm, no, I I would not want to be on a show with her either. Yeah. So they start rehearsing, and it doesn't go great. But then they, they do the show, and it's live. And Slappy had told her not to do any ad-libbing. And she does anyway. And so she starts. Susie starts plugging in her own lines and... <clears throat> oh, waiter, I'd like to talk to the maitre d'. There is no maitre d' in this sketch. I said, waiter, I'd like to talk to the maitre d'. Fine, I'll get him. Okay, I'm the maitre d'. Happy? Yes, I'd like a table with a view. There. You have a view of your feet. The performance gets crazier and crazier because now they're blowing things up. And the producer is stressing because his job's on the line and he tells the director that his job's on the line. And so they're really anxious about what's going on. And ultimately, the whole set gets blown up. <laughs> I mean, it is a slappy cartoon. And um, but fortunately, the ratings were through the roof, and everyone's excited, and there's dollar signs in the producer's eyes, and um, or TV exec. I think he was a TV exec in, instead of a producer. But um, they're talking about on the entertainment shows, and they keep calling him Su- Susie and Slappy. The ratings went through the roof for last night's comic reunion of Susie and Slappy Squirrel. That's Slappy and Susie. Sure it is. And every advertiser in town is calling to sign on. America loves Susie and Slappy. Here, enjoy. Thanks so much. And then Skippy says that's comedy. <laughs> or does it, is it, is it, yeah, yeah. Skippy has a great line right there at the end, of course, kind of like a Jerry Maguire thing mm-hmm. which show me the money or something i don't know we know Crumpy. we know now show us the money it was it was funny i was i was a little shocked to find that this was actually the an episode that skippy's voice was pitched i didn't notice it i did nathan noticed it <laughs> did you notice this at all i couldn't tell yeah no, I, I, I i took special focus of his voice because i thought oh well it's gonna probably sound weird in this episode because it's a much later episode but it sounded fine to me yeah i thought it sounded fine to me but nathan was like every line right yeah i mean like most of the time it sounds fine like but i can tell it's pitched but like you know <laughs> it just reminds me of i got your can 
that one neighbor. That yeah, well, and like he was speaking a little faster at times. Yeah, a little bit. I, I did notice that, but hmm. but other you know the pitch sounded just like. I mean, maybe if I compared it to an older episode side by side, I could notice the difference, but I couldn't tell. You know, speaking speak of going a little faster and everything, um, I watched this episode, I guess, three times. So I watched it a few days ago, and then I watched it two times today. And the second time I watched it, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get through this episode a little bit faster. So I played the episode at 1.5 speed. Nice. And it seemed a little funnier. It seemed like a little, like, fresher and just I the, the the timing just kind of felt a little slow yeah on this slappy scroll one didn't it yeah i would think that playing it at faster would help it a lot yeah because it's just these gaps of just like nothing is going on and and the jokes are and the jokes aren't necessarily bad but they're kind of you know they're the not payoffs not worth the time it takes to say them <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we should note that phyllis stiller was uh the voice of uh What's her name again? It's not... Is it Susie Squirrel? Susie. Susie Squirrel, yeah. And Phyllis Stiller was just one of those comedians that I remember seeing in the, you know, 80s and the 90s. It's just the... She always looked the same. Just this old woman who would be an you know, <laughs> old comedian. I saw... I can't tell you what I saw her in, but I saw her a lot. Yeah. Well, she was in uh, A Bug's Life. She played the the queen, I know, in that. And oh. She was in... Um, I'm, I think she was in, like, Scooby-Doo episodes and stuff like that. <laughs> various things but yeah always like on the tonight show with johnny carson and stuff like that i remember seeing a little documentary on her or maybe it was just a a news report on her about five ten years ago uh before she passed they um went to her house and she kept she like had a whole filing drawer of just jokes and one-liners and she was very serious about comedy and everything so Sounds like she's very organized too. Yes, yeah. It was. It was. It was. I think it was like almost like a card catalog. Remember those in the library? Oh wow! Yeah, she had them filled with just jokes. She could open I them want up. A card and, catalog in my house. What you want one or you have one? I want one. No, I don't have one, but I would love one. I hear they're really good for uh, organizing CDs. Some people, put, or I don't know if that would be too small for a CD, but I don't know. I don't know, but they look cool and they're they're library esque. So. <laughs> It'd be good, like if you could like shorten it and then just make it into a table or something like that. I don't know. I used to have one at my elementary school that I used to remember using all the time, and we, the uh-huh, librarian yeah. was very strict about how to how to use it. But um, yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to cultural references, uh, there's I mean there's a quick th- uh, throw off thing or two. Uh, What's my line? Mm-hmm. Where he's he's flipping over cards, and that was like an old game show from the 1950s. I'm I'm assuming Phil Stiller was probably on that at some point, um, but that was kind of kind of a show of the, people would kind of guess the occupation of somebody. I believe uh, I never really watched it that much. It was on reruns from time to Whose time. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I did, you know, they were clapping their hands a little bit uh, for the clapper to make things go. So you know. Today, we ask Alexa to turn on our lights, but back then in the 90s, it was the clapper. Mm. What were we saying, Nathan? Uh, the Postman. Oh, yeah. They also had the Postman reference right there, which I don't, I don't I remember seeing the Postman I with Kevin like, Costner. I was it like, was, this is going over my head. Yeah. All I remember from Postman was that it followed Waterworld, and it was also a flop. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kevin Costner could not get a break in the late 90s for whatever reason. 
you know, hey, Robin Hood was good. I so, love Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. He was, she had a great non-British accent in that movie. It's perfect. Could you imagine how, <laughs> how weird that movie would be, though, if Kevin Costner actually did try a British accent? I don't it would have been a bomb. So. Oh, man. <laughs> It would have been not good. Uh, but anyway, they showed, I guess one of the well, the highlights for me, I was looking at the, the artwork for the uh, the squirrel, the, um, you know, the, the cartoons that Susie Squirrel and Slappy Squirrel mm. made together. And according to Skippy, they were in the 30s. And uh, one of them was called, and I wrote these things down, Squirrely Girls, and uh, directed by Sparky Calamari. And then there was Nut- Nutty Nurses, Directed by Skeets Edwards. And then there was USO No, directed by Lance Boyle. And I, I, I'm i assuming that these didn't just take part in the 1930s, because for it to be USO No with Buy Your Bonds here, it mm. would have to take place during World War II. So, you know, takes place in the 30s, uh, late 30s. That was the last show. <laughs> this is the USO No. And it all fell apart. Mm. Anyway, what were what were some of the moments that you guys kind of liked about this uh, second cartoon, uh, Kelly? Let's uh, let's go with you. I thought it was funny when Skippy hid her explosives in the closet <laughs> because he he knew. Yeah. <laughs> he knows his aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, what about you? Um, Sloppy kept saying she wouldn't do the thing, but then when she got offered more money, she was quite apt to do the things. So that was. <laughs> cute i guess i don't know they did uh, have good improv uh, ability though when uh when Susie decided to change yeah. things uh slappy came up with some pretty good uh ways to give her a, you know a table with a view and things like that i thought yeah. that was cool now nathan has a little bit connection here to the original source material yes because this of course is parroting the Sunshine Boys. Yeah, did we not mention that yet? No, we haven't mentioned that. <laughs> because that's probably the biggest we have cultural probably mentioned reference. It, probably. <laughs> but anyway, it's, uh, yeah, the Neil Simon play, The Sunshine Boys, which is uh, you know about these two vaudeville guys who are brought out of retirement. Because their nephew, like one of the nephews. The nephew, is like, yeah. yeah. So the nephew like, says, you got to get together and get on this TV show that's live. It's, it's, it's this exact plot, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan's wife, was in this play. Mm-hmm. She played the sexy nurse, which is not a role in this cartoon. But they could have they could have brought Hello Nurse in. Exactly to just like bring the whole thing. Although it wouldn't it really wouldn't work with uh, yeah. you know, Slappy and Susie. But she could have just been walking. Maybe she could have. I don't know. I guess it couldn't work. I don't know how they work. Well, anyway, still it was a it's a interesting play. I saw it a couple times because my wife was in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so but it was it was a it's a funny play, mm-hmm. um, and the you know this was reasonably funny. Wasn't you know both of these two cartoons today? It's like they're not not funny, but yeah. they're not hilarious at the same time. Exactly. Too. I really suggest watching this cartoon for anybody at one point five speed. It really <laughs> just to helps get out through it as quick as possible. <laughs> just tightens things up just a little bit. Uh, Kelly, any last thoughts on the sunshine squirrels? Nope. All right. Well, it's that time again. It's time for, not the Wheel of Morality, our Water Tower Rating. Well, let's talk about a Water Tower Rating, guys. Out of five Water Towers, how many Water Towers 
would you give this episode? Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I'll go with two and a half water towers. All right. Two and a half. Why is that? I mean, it has a newsreel of stars. I feel like I should be going lower, but you know what? <laughs> two and a half. That's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not like an amazing episode. Um, and it's fine. Um, I just, I, I guess I kind of want to go three weeks in a row of giving two and a half. Oh, so, really? This will be the third in a row. Yeah, two and so, a half. Well, how, how nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what about you? I'm going to go with three. I uh, I agree that it was funny, but it wasn't hilarious, like what you said earlier. Um, it was fine. And as we all know, you know, when a woman says it's fine, um, it's not as good as it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll go with three as well. I mean, it was it was perfectly fine, but also perfectly, in the long run, perfectly skippable when it comes to episodes of Animaniacs. Um it's harmless. It's not. It's not like I go. Oh, this is so bad. It's just. Meh. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Feel bad for Ed. <laughs> no, poor Ed. <laughs> also, I think he has a toupee, doesn't he? Yep. He's bald yeah. too. That's. It just never catches a break, you know. know. They should have had a spinoff of Ed, Phil, and Jan. Oh, the Ed, Phil, and Jan show. <laughs> Maybe they could bring that back. Okay. We'll talk to Tom Rubin about be fun. that. Yeah. <laughs> And now that, you know, the WB is gone, maybe he can actually get on, you know, like, a real network, you know? Mm. <laughs> that's good. Well, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people reach you online? Oh, uh, Joey, I'm on Twitter. I'm pretty sure I told you this. Oh, you have? Like, about a hundred or so times. But, uh, <laughs> JankoFT, that's me. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? I'm on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, you can reach us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, hey, we just passed 800 uh, likes on Facebook. So, that's, that's You're a lot welcome. of people. Yeah, thank you for liking us. <laughs> Let's see if we can hit 1,000 by, like, oh, I don't know, the end of the week. Why not? Right? Yeah. It's hey. totally doable. Uh, and of course, we are a proud member of the RetroZap Network. Head on over to RetroZap.com to see a full list of everything pop culture, a lot of Star Wars. So if you love Star Wars like we do, then then there's great articles to read and podcasts such as Starship Sabers and Scoundrels and the flagship podcast Brews and Blasters. There's also comics reviews and there's tons of podcasts on the podcast network, whether it's video games or movies or just you know techno retro things like the techno retro dads there's always something you can check out over at retrozap.com well that'll do it for today's episode so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night everybody good night everybody this podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Boom! Comedy rule number 26. Surprise your audience. Heh. Now there's entertainment for you.